Welcome to the 163rd installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In early 2014, Rich and Carol Radke were on a bit of a roll. They had graduated from the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings course in 2012 and felt the program had provided them a solid basis for developing a profitable farming operation on land they and their three children had moved to in 2008. Before taking the class, they had gotten the land, which they rent from a family trust, certified organic and had set up a rotational grazing system. Through a contract grazing arrangement, they used a neighbor's beef herd to improve the pastures by bringing manure and controlled disturbance onto the land. They also toured farms in the region and gleaned ideas on everything from production methods to marketing. By 2014, they had a USDA beginning farmer loan and were in the midst of remodeling an old barn so it could serve as a milking parlor for a herd of 19 cows they were ready to bring onto the farm. In short, they were bearing down on their ultimate dream, operating a grass-based certified organic dairy. But on March 4th, disaster struck. The barn they were remodeling burned to the ground, taking with it thousands of dollars worth of equipment as well as the money the family had invested in the remodeling effort. To make things worse, they later found out the barn was not insured. It appeared the family's farming dreams had gone up in smoke. But the resilient Radkeys, Rich is 50 and Carol is 48, didn't give up on their farming dream. Instead, they launched an online fundraising campaign, even selling t-shirts with such sayings as, I helped build a barn. The response was overwhelming. People from across the country, even relatives from Sweden, sent money. A local business owner donated to the cause because he wanted to see a dairy farm get started in the area. Within a few months, they had raised enough money to build a low-cost parlor specially designed to allow the Radkeys to milk their small herd quickly and efficiently. When I visited Prairie's Edge Organic Family Farm in January of 2015, things were looking up. Just a few days prior, the family had shipped its first load of milk to Organic Valley Cooperative. The herd of roughly 20 cows was doing well, and the parlor was living up to its billing of being an efficient, labor-saving way to produce milk. Launching the dairy was also getting Carol and Rich's teenage daughter Madison excited about pursuing a career in farming. But the Rackies know they aren't out of the woods yet. They have a lot of work ahead of them as they attempt to make their west-central Minnesota farm into a consistently profitable enterprise. I chatted with Rich and Carol about how the Farm Beginnings course helped them decide on what type of farming to pursue and how holistic decision-making is guiding them as they head into the future. I have to say that dairy was our last enterprise that we, that we looked at to, um, to get into, but through Farm Beginnings, we were kind of forced to look at um, different enterprises, how sustainable they were, if they would even support a family. Dairy is the one thing that made sense for us. It, it gave us the nutrients for the soil, it provided us with an income and a lifestyle that we thought we could get with a different enterprise, but it just wasn't available with a different enterprise. Well, I think that's a that's an interesting thing, and I've talked to other people who take Farm Beginnings that um, they come in with maybe some preconceived notions about what they're going to do, and it either changes it or reinforces it. But it also sounds like you guys think a lot about every decision you make, how is that going to help you lead to your goal? A little bit of that holistic thinking? We, we went through several like mini courses or workshops on holistic management, and it, it kind of gets you into the mindset where you need to examine nearly every decision and if it, that decision will help you accomplish your goal. And if you can do that, they say that the process works 100% of the time. 
If you can follow the rules and basics of holistic management, you will succeed. It is guaranteed. The flaw in the system is that we don't always follow the rules. There's many times that we've questioned a purchase before making it, and we asked ourselves, does this purchase or does this decision help us accomplish the goal we're heading for or looking at? And most of the time it's no. So then you try to kind of fine-tune your decision, um, your outcomes, your goals, until you know you're moving in the direction that you need to to, to accomplish those goals. And without that, that questioning, you're kind of on autopilot or free fall, if you will. You're just aimlessly going out there and making decisions, hoping it'll you'll get the the outcome you need. Um, you guys took the class together, correct? As a couple, I mean, was that important? I mean, you're you're. Uh, I know sometimes people don't do it that way. That one person, their dream is to farm, and the other one, you know, well, okay, pursue that. But was that important for you? Do you feel to for both of you to take that class and then to to discuss um, some of your goals and and do the homework together. Yeah, it was it was um really important to take it as a couple because we farm as a couple. So, I needed to know what was going on as well though Rich is probably the brains of the operation here. I do a lot of the hands-on management of the the animals whether it be a goat, a chicken or a cow. It just it just helped us both get a perspective and we both look at things differently too. So, it helped bring us together I think and come with that final thing because as told you before, Rich did not want to have a dairy out here. That was his last thing he wanted to have out here. He um, And it just kept pointing back to it all the time is that that cow dairy, and it didn't matter to me. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted to stay on the farm. So whatever worked, and that's what he come up with. So, yeah, it was important for us to take it together. I think you, you guys had mentioned, too, that one of the things with Farm Beginnings is it gives you this homework that you have to, you kind of have a deadline by the next class session to get that done, and that that maybe helped keep you on track a little bit more than you would have normally. Oh, it it helped incredibly. Um, I'm a deadline guy, and unless you have that homework that you need to explain in two weeks or whatever the deadline, um, I wouldn't get it done. And you don't want to go into the next class looking like an idiot. Um, so you, you are prepared. Um, a lot of times you had to give presentations. If you didn't have a fine-tuned um, presentation, you looked kind of silly. You you. You didn't look like you had a plan, and that was something I don't I don't enjoy. If I'm gonna look like a fool, I'm gonna do it on purpose. <laughs> Not by accident. <laughs> well, I wanted to just uh, switch gears a little bit, and you know, just when you guys things were looking pretty good, uh, you had a really real tragedy. You, your barn that you were remodeling. And, you know, this was all part of your plan was to save costs by remodeling what was here, not build new and all that. It burned down. I just really, I can't get over how that must have been pretty devastating. Um, Well, the the day of the fire is, I mean, you're going through every emotion. Um, Number one, even though you're you're in that building like I was trying to save animals, you still don't believe it's going on. And then immediately after the fire, it's like, what are we going to do? And it's like, wait a minute, we have insurance. We This is just a financial thing. And then we found out we didn't have insurance. Our, our agent did not write up the policy as we requested. So now we're out a $100,000 building. And we were, we were lost. We thought we're heading to town. This whole thing is over with. And then uh, some friends and acquaintances online suggested, hey, why don't you try 
alternate funding. If you can't get it from a bank, which we couldn't because we rent, why don't you try a Kickstarter or GoFundMe? And we pursued that, and uh, it was encouraging. Um, we had an outpouring online that uh, was unbelievable, and about the same time we had local business people contribute to our cause. They wanted to see a small family farm start up in this area. And um, we had uh, more than 80% of our project paid for by a community. Um, we mentioned before it's not the community, but a community of online and local. Um, and the, the big thing they gave us was hope. And then this has come to fruition, and we're on an Organic Valley dairy truck. We're selling our milk, and people are eating cheese and butter made from our milk it's it's incredible and it's it's allowed us to pursue this uh, goal or the some people call it dreams um, that we can stay on the farm we can build something for our daughter who seems to be very interested this is one way the community let a family stay on the farm we could not do it without without the training from LSP the connections we made and and these people that said you know it's it's not over yet just hang in there that's why we're here that's why we're participating in this interview it, it, without it we wouldn't we wouldn't be here carol did that with that response that you got from the community did that kind of reinforce your thought that well maybe this is something that we are on the right track or there's some other people who believe in us yeah, um, I was I was amazed at um, the amount of people who stepped up and said, "Hey, we want to help you." You know, I mean, this is you guys are really trying to do something important, and you know, there's such a local food movement right now that that is just huge, and that really helped us out a lot. I think um, people just want a more of a sense of community, like Rich was saying, a community help build a build our barn and and help us achieve our dream here. I don't know. I just I'm just I'm just always amazed at how people can just step up. You know, it's just it's just incredible. It really is. Looking ahead, I don't know. I hate to put years on it, but five, ten years. Where do you guys see yourselves? I don't know if you thought if you're thinking right now, you're just uh, getting your feet under you. But have you thought where where this operation might be uh, in five or ten years? Guess I'd like to think I'm still as good looking then. But as uh, we'll see. <laughs> yes. But of course, I don't give much thought into that. Five to ten years, I think, will be a little bit more relaxed. This is still very new, and it's still we're a little anxious about what we're doing, and if we're even doing it right. Um, we've been told for five years from banks that this is too small. Um, get big or get out. Um, you can't make it on this amount of money. And either we're going to look like small farming geniuses or we're going to look like idiots. Of course, I, I prefer not to participate in the latter but we want to be able to show folks that you know you can have cattle out on pasture um, we're fortunate or unfortunate that we're next to a highway where people drive by and they're already seeing this small barn um, during the, the growing season we have cattle out on pasture that's something you don't see around here anymore everything is in buildings buildings and and formulated feeds and it doesn't let a cow express her cowness, if you will. You know, cattle are made to eat forage. That's what uh, they were created to do. And we've got cattle that are producing milk, doing what they're supposed to do, is eat grass, eat hay, be content, lay down in the field. I think we're doing it right. At, at, at least at this time, it's right for us. 
we'll see if it's if it's a correct business plan or business model. Um, I sure hope it is because people don't have four or five million dollars just to start a small farm. This is a way of doing it relatively cheap. We do not own this land. We rent. Um, we don't have $10,000 an acre to purchase, but we do have $125 an acre to rent with. And it'll make us, it'll make our bills, this dairy, um, we'll be able to make our payments and make a modest living. That's really why we came out to rural living anyway, is to be modest, be honorable, and to give us our family purpose. And in the, in the city, a lot of times you miss that. For more information on LSP's Farm Beginnings program, see www.farmbeginnings.org. More on the Radke Farm is at prairiesedgefarms.com. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendell, Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. <laughs>